Hello, dear listeners. Before we get to the episode, we want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe versus Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of many other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, listen to your neighbors who are hurting and scared with an ear for grace and understanding. We encourage you to speak up, to take care, to love your neighbor, and to spread the word. Thanks for podding with me, Aaron. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad we got that whole episode recorded. Uh, and now we can just, uh, we're all done, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh no, you just started recording! <laughs> Rhyme or free, it doesn't matter to me. It's my bad poetry. Good day, and welcome to My Bad Poetry, a podcast where we take a deep dive into my dabbling with poetry between 2004 and 2008, when I was in high school. Each week, we typically hear a selection read aloud for what may be the first time. But this week, as we have wrapped up season two, we're taking a moment to um, answer some questions asked of us, the hosts. Some hot burning questions from all three of our listeners. Exactly, Dave. (laughs) So let's get to these questions and answers. You're not going to ask for my poem? Oh, did you write one? You were 30 minutes late, Dave. (laughs) (laughs) Were you writing a poem in that time? Uh, My computer takes a couple minutes to boot up, so I had time to write a genius poem. Okay. Let's Are you it. ready? Yes. I feel like for this episode, this makes sense. I'm going back to my roots. This is a haiku. Yes. Late have I arrived. Aaron has waited forlorn. I'm such a good friend. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we're 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 doing this special um, Q and A or AMA, however you want to think think AUA because it's ask us anything. I don't know. <laughs> But um, I, I thought to, to at least continue with some of the themes of this show, this show originated out of the Wolf Journal. Oh, okay, so I have two questions I can ask my previous self. What do I want to be when I grow up? And what would I change with the world? Uh, in this blue pen phase, which seems to lie between 2000, 2000, January of 2000 and March of 2004. So take your guess. Take your guess. <laughs> When, when in that time I was writing in blue pen, I'm going to say 2001. Anytime Just, between middle school and high school. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Big difference here. But the um, what did I want to be when I grew up? I love space. I will be a scientist when I grow up. Ah. Yep. And then what would I change in the world? <clears throat> if I could change one thing in the world, I would change it so I was strong. <laughs> Emotionally, physically, mentally, what do, what do you think? What do you think? I was thinking muscle man. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know. Um, even my for, even my former self critiqued that. I went back with a pen sometime later, and I wrote, man, that wouldn't do much. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dave, let's, um, let's dig into some of these questions sent to us from the fan of the show. Uh, <laughs> 
All one of them. Yeah, I, we do have we do have some good, great questions sent in, and so yes. um, I'm, I'm thank really, you for sending in questions. Yeah. Those who did, yeah, it was it was really fun to to read and to compile this list. So I think an easy one that we can start out with is: Are either of you dabbling with poetry currently outside of the podcast? Dave, you want to take that first? Ooh, um, I'm reading a lot more poetry than I used to which is a fair thing to say because I used to read zero poetry. So any amount of poetry is now reading a lot more, but I'm seeking out poetry now. Um, I think I'm starting to understand a little bit better what I enjoy in poetry. You know, I, mm -hmm. I think it can help me learn a little bit more about myself and the world, seeing different perspectives. And I think I'm being more poetic in the way that I talk. Um, when I have a chance to plan out things that I'm saying, unlike this rambly, babbly sentence, I, I'm being a little more poetic with the way that I'm talking. Hmm. Sure. Yeah. Um, outside of the podcast, I have found myself, similar to you, engaging in poetry a lot more, uh, reading and seeking out collections of poetry and um and that started from just researching for the end poem of this podcast. But now it's like, I'm actually reading poems on my own time that will never see the light of day on this podcast. But it, like you said, it has helped me understand myself and far more the world around me. And then I, I have actually dipped my toe into writing a few poems um, mm -hmm. since the podcast has started. And I would blame the podcast for that. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but I think it's, it's just fun to to play with words. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I should say I did get Kelly's book, the everyday. Uh, every, I was gonna say everyday preacher. I don't think that's <laughs> it. Uh, but the book of poetry prompts um, that I've been messing around with. I I wouldn't say I'm writing poetry based on it, but I'm writing expressively about her prompts, and I think that's kind of been a really fun thing to goof around with. That's cool. Yeah, I, I have that book too on my shelf. I haven't worked with it yet but that might be kind of a fun fun experiment no. as well yeah well uh shall we move on to another question dave do you want to no. ask it okay <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah i i really like this first question that we have okay um i'd like to know what intersections you see between your day jobs and your affection for poetry like do you see your interest in poetry as being related to all your spiritual work yeah i, I really love this question so yeah. do you want me to take a crack out at first yeah or? you go first okay i think it's really interesting i've mentioned before how i'm a manuscript preacher and so i tend to write for the spoken word, I try to write in ways that are, it's sometimes described as sticky, um, uh, little uh, sentences or, or patterns of speech that, that can stick with people who are hearing it um, so that the, the words matter. Because I truly believe that what, what we're preaching is, is grace and hope and love. And um, I, want, I want those who, who come to the place of worship that I serve to experience that. Uh, so... When I look at poetry and I see that craft of words and I'm just in awe of what some people can do and the things that they can express in just a turn of a phrase. And so I think that's one way that my day job influences or intersects with my affection for poetry. 
And then the other thing, there are books of poems in the Bible. There are multiple books. I mean, the Bible is a library with multiple genres. And so like you have Psalms and Job and Proverbs and Song of Songs and um, studying that in seminary and realizing that you can read it as poetic instead of prose just really opened the door for me. So in some ways, studying more poetry now has actually influenced how I read parts of scripture, which is really cool to see right. that, that conversation um, flow back the other way. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think that that, uh, that works for me as well, studying poetry in seminary and just thinking before that, really, I had read poetry because I enjoyed Shakespeare and I enjoyed Edgar Allan Poe. And then I read it because I had to read it for school. And that was it. But then reading Hebrew poetry really changed how I understood that. And then I took some classes on Greek poetry to try and understand uh, poetic language in Greek better. And I think that opened me up to realize that, no, poetry isn't just limericks and rhyming lines and all of this very basic, like, elementary school stuff. So that really, that made me learn a little bit more. And yeah, I think that's been a good learning uh, learning area for me. And I would say, I always thought that I couldn't be poetic. And this is going to be a weird one. I don't know how to say this very well. Because my pastors were always very boring preachers. And I say that in a very loving way. <laughs> But like it was sure my my pastors were always very like exegetical. They were just like looking at the text and trying to explain context and stuff. Yeah. Um, But then you hear all these other pastors who are very poetic in how they speak. Like Bishop Michael Curry, the presiding bishop of the Episcopalians. Oh, my gosh, that guy can preach. And when he preaches, he uses these call and response things. Um, he uses this very beautiful poetic language. He, I just never thought I could do anything like that. And honestly, part of that came out of my fear of cultural appropriation, Mm, thinking I can't use that style because that's not a white style. That's, uh, a style reserved for people of color. And I, I don't know how to make sense of that. Um, Mm. I think I have to kind of deconstruct my own ideas around faith and racism a lot more to better understand where I'm coming from on that perspective. Yeah. Uh, but I have really noticed more of those pastors who can preach like that. And I'm trying to incorporate more of that into my preaching because I find it so beautiful and so moving and so powerful. And so now I've started listening to like moth radio hour. Yeah. Um, because again, those are storytellers, but man, if that is not poetry, I don't know what is. Like the way that they speak is so evocative and so emotional and so uh, visceral mm-hmm. that I I hope that I can incorporate more poetry into my spiritual understanding because you're not going to be able to explain the spiritual in academic terms or in philosophical terms it's only in emotional and metaphorical terms that i can really understand the spiritual Mm. yeah i really appreciate that answer um because i'm better than you i get it. well obviously but (laughs) 
Yeah, it's it's it's. Uh, I think poetry does a really good job of kind of breaking down barriers. Um, yeah. And helping convey emotions and, like you said, kind of reach the some spiritual aspects um, that just um, academic uh, mm-hmm. pursuits aren't meant for. Right. Yeah. 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 Huh. Well, that's a good welcome. question. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So your uh, turn. Yeah. Next. Next question. Ooh, I think this is a, a good kind of follow up to that one. This is a question that says. Did you expect to have such serious conversations when you started the show? I think I need to take this one first. Yes. Because I think you had an idea of what this could be. And you were thinking like it could be a good discussion around how the world works and how we as men talk about things. And my original understanding of this endeavor was I get to talk to Aaron every week and make fun of him. It became more than that very quickly. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, there's still a lot. Still a lot of that. that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, I think we we came into this with an idea that we could we could goof around, we could make fun of some old poetry, but we could kind of get to the heart of uh, some of the toxicness of our history and also our present. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, we we talk about how. Uh, in high school, both you and I were a specific type of weirdo. Um, and now we have not gotten past all of those specific types of weirdness. And we need to keep learning and keep reexamining who we are uh, so that we can continue to hopefully improve ourselves and improve the world around us. I think there's some beauty in being able to have these conversations. I did not expect them from the start. <laughs> But I really enjoyed having these conversations with you. Yeah. So when I wrote the initial script uh, to the, the intro, mm-hmm. I texted it to Dave right away. And it included the line, I am dragging my dear friend Dave. Um, that was my pitch. That was mm-hmm. my pitch to Dave on what this show could be. And I really do think I kind of dragged you along. But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I think when we were discussing kind of long-term goals, I had in the back of my mind the type of serious conversations we could have. And that was because I was privy to the poems that we were were going to read. It it may be read aloud for the first time, but I was was skimming them to make sure we actually had stuff we could work with. Right. And I think one of the major things that I wanted to get out of this or to, to ideally portray is just a healthier understanding of male friendships sure, and uh, relationships in general. And the conversations have evolved obviously, Mm -hmm. and we've, we've covered more topics. I initially thought that, that this could potentially be a helpful aid to those currently in high school Hmm. To hear two uh, fuddy duddies um, <laughs> yeah. reminisce and kind of take some of the emotional dead weight that people are feeling off of those off the shoulders and say, you know what, this is actually kind of humorous in the long run. You'll yeah. get past it. Things tend to get better. I think I'm surprised at, at the the audience that it has gained, yeah. if we can say that. Well, <laughs> and I think it's because. 
I mean, I just heard the average age of podcast listeners is 36. So I don't think I knew yeah. the demographics at first. I was going to say, you know what high schoolers really love? Two middle-aged white guys talking about poetry. Yeah, so I might have missed the mark at the beginning <laughs> with kind of target demographics on who this might, who might appreciate this. Yeah. But um, that's been a surprise to me. But but I think that wouldn't have changed the conversations at all. I yeah. Think that's always been a goal. So Yeah. Well, and that's what's been fun about this is... Uh, like there's not really an end goal for it, no. But it was just a a chance to see where we were going with it, a yep. chance to talk to each other, to learn a little bit, and it's morphed into something a little ridiculous. Where I got to talk to one of my like heroes of literature, and we're talking to these amazing poets who I have no idea why they're willing to talk to us because <laughs> we're kind of just idiots, but they tell us these interesting things and they share with us and man i've been learning this has been really fun yeah i think that that leads us into our next question yeah. what have we learned uh we've learned that the recording started at 12 30 but dave will never be there before one that's true yeah i mean <laughs> i kind of build that into my schedule anyway so thanks buddy yeah uh, i just need to be more upfront with our guests about it i guess <laughs> Um, this is one of those conversations where you tell me we're starting at 1230 <laughs> and you tell our guests we're starting at 130. There we go. Dave will definitely be there by 130, yeah. most likely, possibly. One thing that I've learned um, is that I truly do love poetry. Right? <laughs> I think, I think um, and, and it's it's just grown. Um, yeah. So I I kind of thought it was silly that my my former self was writing so so many of these truly awful poems but then <laughs> obviously the passion was there for something so yeah yeah um, it's, it's nice to kind of um find new life i guess yeah find new life that works yeah i think along those same lines i've also learned that i love poetry and also that i love bad poetry oh <laughs> I, like i love bad poetry because it leads to fun discussions like Especially, again, with our incredible guests who share some of their bad poetry and we get to dive into, well, why do you think this is bad? Because I, I see redeeming qualities in this, but where do you see it being bad? What were you trying to do with this? Where would you take it if you were to revisit it? Mm -hmm. um, it's fun to have those conversations. Um, yeah. I think I would be horrible in like a, oh my gosh, my brain um right in like a workshop circle? workshop yeah i would be absolutely garbage in a workshop but this is this is my level of workshopping <laughs> going i don't know why i don't like it can we explore why i don't like it <laughs> give me an hour to just vamp and yeah. <laughs> and then i could tell you one or two things that might that might help <laughs> right yeah <laughs> the person who asked this might also be curious as to what we've learned about poetry um, oh yeah so i can start chat books being a thing a yeah word. um yeah Mi you're welcome micro chaps mini chaps thick, thick boys, boys. <laughs> yeah <laughs> gosh that's that's been one major thing for me and prose yeah. poem was a term oh, yeah. that that some of our guests have used and i've i had to look it up um because it's it's poetry that doesn't utilize um kind of stanza breaks so it's sure. 
um, but it still is is poetic writing. So that's that's a term I had never heard before, and so it was nice to learn yeah. that as well. Yeah, I've mostly been learning that I don't know what poetry is, and I don't know what it's for, <laughs> and I think that's kind of a beautiful thing yeah. to not know what poetry is for and to just read. There's hmm. something beautiful in that because it means so much to so many different people, and I I like being able to just explore. Yeah, the open-endedness yeah. of just receiving something without mm -hmm. previous expectation. Yeah, that is really cool. Yeah. Um, which question do you want to tackle next? Uh, <laughs> I yeah. like most memorable moments. Most memorable? Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, there is one, one answer and one answer alone, and it is thick boys! <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> there has been a lot i mean we we've had a lot of weird ones and i yeah. love it uh one of my favorites uh and i think i posted this on on twitter a long time ago um was an exchange that we had that just felt so natural and so us and genuine yeah. and it was about um the hebrew word for blessed and curse oh. Yeah. And and we went back and forth a little about like you don't you think people hearing your words are a blessing and I, I even forget what um uh it was a fun exchange and and uh, that moment when I went back and was editing I was like this is just yeah. exactly uh, I think why we are friends but also um, <laughs> yeah. just uh, it, it captures the the kind of the mood that I imagined for for this show and so yeah. um that was a memorable moment in in just editing and, and capturing that that exchange yeah. um i still remember sitting nervously waiting for uh kelly russell agadon's video to come on when she oh. joined us on zoom yeah <laughs> and just being utterly terrified right <laughs> that, that we had like jumped into the deep end and had no clue what we were doing how, how are we talking to someone like this like yeah she actually knows stuff and she's going to realize that we're entirely frauds. Yeah. <laughs> the imposter syndrome was very real on that day. Oh yeah. And oh, she yeah. was so gracious and just a hundred percent with us on this, this weird experiment. And, um, uh, that was a big moment, um, yeah. for me. Well, I think that's one of the things, I mean, kind of taking it back to what have we learned that I've learned about the poetry world, which I should have known, Poets are weird, and I love them. Yeah. Like, I think that's, like, poets are just, like, people who are so utterly creative and so willing to jump into whatever and to goof around on a silly concept like our podcast. And I love it. Yeah. It's just being able to find people who understand us without knowing us or understanding us. Yeah, it's so weird. It's it's like the rapport that we have found, we have fallen into the best kind of people. Um, right. And, and uh, maybe we've just found a pocket within the poetry world, but I, I, I love it. And, and it's yeah. been really fun to just have these creative souls just join us and <laughs> shoot the breeze. Like, yeah. And so, yeah, the, I yeah. Mean, every, every guest has been memorable. Uh, yes. There has not been a single guest where I was like, oh, that was awkward, or oh, I don't know if we should put this out, or yeah. 
every guest has been a phenomenal and um yeah that's been really fun i do have to say one of my favorite parts of recording the podcast has been uh, some of our guests haven't known that we're pastors. Yes. <laughs> and so then the moment of like, yeah, you've been talking to two pastors for the last 20 minutes and they go, what have I been saying? Yeah. Are they going to be upset with me? And we're just like, no, this was all wonderful. And thank you for being willing to talk to us. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the mental calculation. Like how many F-bombs have I dropped? <laughs> um, it's just, it, it is kind of funny when that, when that occurs and that has occurred multiple times. <laughs> right. Oh, it's been fun. Um, no. Yeah. So I, th- I I love this question too. What has your family, friends, or coworkers thought of this project? I can start with family. Uh-huh. Um, my family didn't know that I had this project for a fairly long time because I don't post on Facebook. And so they don't look at my Facebook page. And <laughs> But my family thinks it's kind of fun. Because oh, they, they know who I am, so they know how weird I am. So it just kind of plays into their current understanding of me. There you go. Um, my friends, again, they also think it's very strange, but they have fun with it. Uh, coworkers and actually some parishioners have been listening for a while, which is a little strange. <laughs> I, I had... Uh, one Sunday after church, I had one member of my congregation uh, walk out like walk out of the worship service and say, Hey Dave, I was listening to your episode about obsession. And like <laughs> in my brain, I had no idea what she was talking about. And I just went, what my episode? I, I, I didn't even preach today. What are you? Oh, you're talking. You listen to the podcast. Are you okay? Do we need to seek help for you? Yeah. I had, I had one encounter um, at my previous congregation where our Lenten themes incorporated poetry. And after one of the, the services, the the person parishioner came up and was like, did you come up with this idea when you were working on the podcast? And I was like, <laughs> wait a minute, what? <laughs> I, yeah. So it's, it's interesting. Um, I think Abby, uh, my wife, Abby was, was kind of um, just supportive at the start that I was, um, talking with friends outside of her (laughs) it was in the middle of the pandemic and just we needed our energy to go somewhere (laughs) yeah yeah and so uh i think she was just happy about me having a project um (laughs) she still consistently listens and i can hear her laugh sometimes when i catch her listening to it so um it's always funny when she says it was a good episode this time it's like it's always like it's always surprising to her but I mean, um, it's surprising to me, too. Yeah, it is. It, yeah, every time I, I put it out, I was like, I don't know. Um, my family seems to really like it. I've always joked that that Sonia was our first, like, diehard fan. And yeah. um, I, I sent her an exclusive once. Um, <laughs> I think my friends are extremely indifferent. No, actually, no. I, I say that I have two friends who um, have been longtime adopters and um, like to kind of debrief with me after... Yeah. Um, after they hear an episode, they'll they'll have some questions and stuff, which is fun. But outside of that, I think most of the other people I've bugged have um, not listened to an, an episode, and that's fine. <laughs> but um, yeah, for the most part, it's it's been really affirming. Yeah. Well, and going into this, I assumed this this was going to be my ticket out of working uh, for the rest <laughs> of my life. That we were just going to be like the next Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah. Um. So it's been a little disappointing. Uh- <laughs> 
I'm sure after you sold all of your um, uh, your investments and oh, yes. retirement fund, that yep. your 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 wife might not be as supportive of the project and might yeah. have some resentment around um, the investments and the time that you have. Uh, Put into this. I think she just likes it because it's time where I'm not talking to her. <laughs> uh, time where I'm not bothering her and she can like, you know, hear herself think. Yeah. So that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So this leads to our uh, last question. What are the plans for the show after running out of Aaron's old poems? Uh, we will shut down and never go on the internet again. I think that's... That, yeah. yeah, I think that's uh, that's the contract we signed. Yeah, <laughs> our Faustian bargain. Finish yes. Aaron's poems, then you're done with the internet. Fair. That, it's that been sounds great. about right. Yeah, it's been a it's been a good run. Um, <laughs> but honestly, uh, I don't know. Yeah, we have at least one more season of my old poems, so we can we can do a, three seasons and and call it. Um, but there's there seems to be some energy around. Um, people who want to share their truly awful poems with us and and we love it so if it evolves to something um where we're working with guests and uh hearing their stuff uh, and bringing back old friends i think we'll see what happens but i'm i'm open to to however this project evolves I, i it's been a fun journey so far and it's only been a year so right it's all been super weird and just wonderful so if it stayed where it started, we would have been done by now. And yeah. like, it yeah. would have just been a fun little thing we goofed around with. But mm-hmm. it's changed and I've enjoyed going with the flow of it. Exactly. And so, yeah, we'll we'll just kind of trust our gut and it'll have been a fun ride. Well, Dave, this is our the end of our Q&A. So hopefully we've answered some of your questions. and We've made not... some cues. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hopefully we haven't left you with more questions than when we started. So uh, how I thought we'd end this, since we we are a poetry podcast now, or have Mm -hmm. always been, I don't know. Um, Technically. Technically, yeah. So we will end this week with the words of a true poet. Dave, at this current moment, and um, understanding that things change and that we can have multiple favorites, but at this current moment, what is your, your favorite poem? So there have been a lot of poems that I've been learning about and i keep exploring more uh but one that i always come back to is sonnet 17 by pablo neruda um a beautiful poem so this is again uh sonnet 17 by pablo neruda i do not love you as if you were salt rose or topaz or the arrow of carnations that fire shoots off i love you as certain dark things are to be loved in secret between the shadow and the soul I love you as the plant that never blooms, but carries in itself the light of hidden flowers. Thanks to your love, a certain solid fragrance, risen from the earth, lives darkly in my body. I love you without knowing how, or when, or from where. I love you straightforwardly, without complexities or pride. So I love you because I know no other way than this. Where I does not exist, nor you. So close that your hand on my chest is my hand. So close that your eyes close as I fall asleep. And that is a translation I don't have uh, who wrote that translation. Because mm. uh, Pablo Neruda wrote in Spanish. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you've um, 
we've talked about this poem before, and mm-hmm. I think to hear it in its entirety, it's yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, my what are fav- you sharing? Yeah, what yeah, am I sharing? Come on. Um, my favorite poem is "There Once Was a Man from Nantucket." No, no. Um, <laughs> Puff the Magic Dragon lived by I the sea. Do love Puff the Magic. Dragon. <laughs> um, and that has been one of uh, my daughter's go-to songs in the last week. So nice. I have heard it a lot this this week. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, <clears throat> but this actually goes all the way back to the. F- first or second question that was asked about um, the connection between spirituality. And um, one thing that I forgot to talk about, and I think both of us share is our history in choral music. Oh yeah. And um, uh, Ken Jennings. Oh yeah. Well, that's, I, I, that's Isaiah, but um, okay. I thought you were going, the Lord is the everlasting yeah, God. No, that okay. is my, that is my hands down favorite choral arrangement. <sighs> And it is poetic language from from the prophet um, Second Isaiah, um, but I think that's another in to my appreciation for for modern poetry and, and exposure to poetry has been through the choral, uh, the sacred choral tradition. Um, a lot of poems have been set um, by some ama- amazing arrangers and, and composers, and um, so that's that's another exposure that I have to poetry that I really find extremely meaningful in in my personal faith and um so a poem that struck me in college that has continued to stuck with stick with me um and and influence so much of my life i guess um is ee e. cummings i thank you god um and i encountered this first through uh eric whitaker's setting of it so uh this is ee e. cummings i thank you god I thank you, God, for most this amazing day, for the leaping, greenly spirits of trees and the blue, true dream of sky, and for everything which is natural, which is infinite, which is yes. I who have died am alive again today, and this is the sun's birthday. This is the birthday of life and the love and wings, and of gay, great happening, illimitably earth. How should tasting, touching, hearing, seeing, breathing any, lifted from the know of all nothing, human merely being, doubt unimaginable you? Now the ears of my ears awake and the eyes of my eyes are opened. Beautiful. This has been an experimental episode. Uh, Some may call it a filler episode as I try and uh, get to that 24 episode mark because i'm that kind of weird why i made that a goal i do not know uh neurotic yeah well dutiful to my to rules and (laughs) who made that rule i did i don't know (laughs) (laughs) you're dutiful to rules that you made up for yourself about Mm, yourself that sounds very ann randy and i don't like that (laughs) no i think that's perfect (laughs) Well, before we do any more soul searching, this has been My Bad Poetry. Now go write some of your own bad poetry. Whoop, whoop. Whoop. Oh, baby crying. No, I have not read. read. I did Anthem. Rhyme free does matter.